brand over coffee conversations are with different experts and inspiring individuals. They may be different in what they do, but they all share one thing in common. They all create, develop, and nurture brands. These conversations will highlight not only their expertise, but also their experiences. And I hope these could help answer some of your questions and inspire you to build your own brands and take your businesses to greater heights. My name is Andrea Ferry, founder of the Creative Brand Studio and your host for this podcast. When you're ready, let's talk brand over coffee. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Brand Over Coffee Conversations. Brand purpose. This has been a buzzword for the last couple of years that has businesses asking, why is a brand purpose important and how to do it? And these are the questions that we will try to answer this week with my guest. Joining me is Lemya Asahal. Lemya has been with Unilever since 2009 and currently she's the global brand manager for Lux. Hi, Lamia. Welcome, and thank you so much again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to have this conversation with me. Hi, Andrea. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited. And uh, purpose, my favorite topic, so looking forward to it. Yes, me too. So, yes. So, to begin with, I shared your current role at Unilever, but it would be great to know more about what you do. Okay, so yeah, so as you mentioned, um, I've actually been working for Unilever now for the last 10 years. So I started with them as a, as a management trainee. I've been growing through the ranks, worked on many different brands, different categories. And since about two years, I've worked on Lux. Uh, Lux is one of our brands in the beauty and personal care category. I am in the global team uh, and a leading master brand and purpose, which basically means that I set the strategy for the brand uh, when it comes to what what is our social mission, what is it that we want to contribute, and, and what are the programs that we put in place besides our innovations to actually make a difference. Great. Really looking forward to hearing your thoughts on brand purpose. So yes, to start off, why do you think is it important to have a brand purpose? So, you know, Andrea, I think, you know, like people, Brands also really thrive when they have a purpose. I think it's something that consumers nowadays expect from a brand. It's something that they look look for when they when they decide which products to use. Because you know, when you choose the brands that you kind of surround yourself with, it's something that you want to be associated with. So consumers are actually looking for brands that they really want to be associated with, right? Like they're looking to make a positive difference, whether it's through their own daily actions or whether it's through the products they buy. So I think that's why it's very important to have brands stand for something more than just the products that they offer. Besides that, uh, I think purpose drives engagement, it drives loyalty, um, it really can become your differentiator versus competition. So I think we do believe, especially in a company like Unilever, that you do purpose to do good and to have a positive contribution to society or the environment, but it's also something that will then deliver you business value because this is where we're going. Uh, youngsters, younger consumers, they're all looking for brands and mainly brands that, that care about the world as much as they do. I love how you actually highlighted that customers nowadays are really looking for kind of like that connection with brands. Gone are the days when it's just all about products and let's just say shallow 
communication or engagement. They're more critical of the of the brands that they engage with and associate themselves with. So that's very important, I think. And also for me, it is critical to have a brand purpose because that is the reason why your brand exists, right? For some businesses, they could easily say, okay, the reason why I exist or my business exists is because I want to make a profit. And yes, that is important. But then if we take a hard look at businesses and brands that have really lasted all these years, they are those yeah. that really have put purpose at the center of everything. We see that with Nike. We see that with Apple. We see that with Unilever brands like Dirt is Good or Dove. You know, So I think ultimately yeah. your brand purpose serves as kind of like your North Star. It is what grounds your brand. It sets your direction, guides your action. And as what you said, it adds value to the lives of your customers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel that brands, I feel that brands have a responsibility, right? Because we actually, especially big brands from FMCGs, they you impact so many lives. Um, and of course, governments are there to also drive policy and to also make sure that we're doing the right things. But actually, if you look at the biggest perpetrator basically it is actually often the big companies that sell billions and billions of products so if we don't take the responsibility to do something about our you know our footprint on this world it's not going to go into the right direction and it's something that i'm very proud that unilever has always been leading uh, but you see more and more that consumers are demanding it yes it's very important to still drive profit because it is actually the profit that makes you afford these programs, right? Because quite a few of these programs, obviously these social uh, social mission programs or um, environmental programs, they cost money. So we need to drive a profit to also afford being able to afford things like traceable palm oil because all of that is more expensive, of course, than if you go for the less sustainable uh, alternative. Of course. And as you mentioned, Unilever is actually being such a big company. I love the fact that it's really kind of like at the forefront of, of, of making sure that it leads other businesses to, to consider brand purpose. I, I've read an article that your CEO said all brands of Unilever in the future would have a purpose. And that's, yes. that's a very bold statement, but very brave as well. And I think, you know, for businesses to be like, okay, I may be a small business, but I, I can also reconsider. Or even other big businesses, big companies could reconsider having a big company like Unilever taking the lead, so to speak. It's important that that is led from the top. Having a CEO that puts that down as something that is... The number one, I can promise you that goes down all the way through the ranks and people in all teams think about this. Yeah, great. So what about, Lamia, what about great examples of brands with a strong purpose? So brand purpose done right. I've got a few actually that I love uh, and that's because I'm, I'm, I'm doing purpose myself. So where I start is obviously studying others. So Dove is uh, one of my most favorite purposeful brands. Uh, I think what they have done on self-esteem, women uh, and self-esteem, how Dove has portrayed beauty throughout the years, it's so original, it's so unique, and it speaks to so many women uh, that I think that's that's one of my favorite brands. Uh, obviously, I love Ben and Jerry's. It's a very different tone of voice, but Ben and Jerry's does it so... Um, 
like they have great banter, like they got great puns, great humor about it, but still they tackle such, such serious topics. Uh, and I think uh, Ben and Jerry's therefore is, is another really good example. I really like, uh, sorry, life. <laughs> I was going to. I was going to say Life Boy. <laughs> uh, I really like Life Boy. It's something that's very much, very beginner developing a world. It's one of our other skin cleansing brands, which all focuses on, you know, how to save the lives of millions of children, because actually children in most of the developed worlds don't have access to adequate hand hygiene. And Life Boy as a brand is, has really moved the needle in countries like India and Indonesia when it comes to hand hygiene on the kids. So, so, so that's within Unilever. Obviously, I'm a bit biased, but I've studied these brands quite extensively. And I know that besides really saying a lot about these social issues, they actually have serious programs that have already impacted millions of lives um, to actually do something about it as well. I then outside of Unilever, I really love Nike. Nike is my, uh, is, is a brand that I really look up to in terms of their brand purpose, the point of view that they take on social issues without any fear. Uh, it's very brave, very courageous, and, and it's a brand that takes a stance. And I think people really respect that. Whether or not they agree with it, it's something that you can really respect. And again, uh, their advertising is Amazing. very good when it comes to purpose. Uh, they change the conversation. And I think that's why uh, Nike is another really good example. I totally agree with you. I think for me, Nike is really a strong brand with a strong purpose. That is to inspire people to find their greatness. You know, that is yes. their purpose. So we see that in, in their different campaigns. The Dream Crazy is, is a favorite of yes. mine. The latest Kobe Bryant, yes. I don't know if you've seen that. Yes. You know, inspiring people to do better every day, you know, and be better. And especially in the midst of a pandemic, that's something that all of us kind of like need and can connect with. So it kind of like really struck a chord with a lot of us. And yes, with such a strong purpose, you know, when you buy from Nike, it feels like you're buying more than just a pair of sneakers, right? So yeah, and that for me is really like brand purpose done right. Like you, I'm also very biased uh, because I spent a good number of years working on this brand, but Unilever's almost dirt is good would always be on the top of my list of brand purpose done right. And it's just really inspiring to work on a brand with a great and clear brand purpose. Some would say before, Andrea, why are you so big on it? It's just a detergent, you know, but at the end of the day, the product is actually just a tool for us to keep working at realizing this brand purpose, our why. And that is to really let kids go outside, play, learn, get dirty and unleash their potential. So you're not just marketing a product, but you're actually really in your own way. At least for me, when I was working on the brand, it just made it extra special to know that I'm helping these moms, these women nurture their children and unleash their potential. And that I think is really like brand purpose, good brand purpose done right. Yeah, because it brings, it, it gives you meaning mm-hmm. and gives you meaning. It, it is the reason you wake up in the morning, right? Like we don't, not many of us anymore work just for the paycheck. We really work because we want to contribute in any way or form. So if you're going to say, are you going to wake up every morning to sell more cases of, um, 
of dishwash liquid or mm-hmm. of, of shampoo. Shampoo. <laughs> shampoo. Yeah. No, that is actually not the reason you get up every morning or not the sole reason. It, it really is because with Dirt is Good, for example, you drive a massive social a social issue and actually have a big role to play in making something like playing outside normal again or something actually that is seen as positive. So yeah, totally agree that when purpose is done right, it galvanizes not just yourself, but actually the people around you. So yeah. Yeah. And that feeling that you're creating something meaningful and you're creating an impact somehow, right? So that's Yeah, that's really special. Okay, so I know that you have been working on brand purpose. Uh, You have been breathing (laughs) brand purpose for the last uh, months. So, okay, so can you share with us, how does one create a brand purpose? Is there a process that one should follow? How does that work? Yeah, so... When I started my process or my journey within within Lux, for example, there's a few things that I really, really started with. One is to really study the history history of the brand, yeah, really to understand when was it founded, who founded it, like what did it mean for people to use a bar of Lux soap, to really understand what was the connection between consumers and my product, and how would they describe that? So... Or how was it the people that worked on it back in the day? What was their vision? What was their idea? And and that's kind of where you start because I think you really, before you can craft what is your future purpose, you need to really understand where you're coming from, basically. Then that's kind of step one. Then step two is to really see, okay, what does my product offer today, right? Like it's it's a soap so it's a skin it's in the skin cleansing category we call it but like what again what does it mean for your consumer day to day who's using you what time of the day are you use are they using you are they passionate about it are they not like how do they speak about it so that's kind of the second thing right so first you start with your history then you start with your product understanding what it does what are basically the functional benefit it delivers and then step 3 is to really dive very very deep in your core consumer, right? If you're a global brand, you do, you do this across your key markets. So you make sure that in each key market, you do enough focus groups to know very, very carefully and very deeply what moves your consumer. And not just, not just in association to your product, but in their lives. Like, what is it that keeps them awake at night? What, what are their dreams? What are their aspirations? What are their worries? So that, that would be the third and a very, very important step, because at the end of the day, your purpose is all about actually tackling an issue that people care about, but still fits very close to your brand. Because, I mean, there's there are enough social and there's not enough there are enough environmental issues obviously around, but you still need to find something that links well to your brand. And I think so. If you've done a bit of your history, your functional, and your core consumers the best purposes are actually the ones that find an overlap between these three big key themes. But before you close that, I also always do many, many stakeholder interviews. So I do them internally uh, across all different brands to make sure that, you know, I learn as, as, as much as I can from people that have already gone through the journey uh, and also externally, because uh, if you want to stay ahead and if you want to be the best, you can't just look internally you're gonna have to look around and see what other brands are doing other experts ngos people that are really 
experts when it comes to specific social issues or if you've dived in into a specific area, you need to start finding external experts to, to understand the area better. And I think once you've done your homework in that way, the ideal is that you have a social issue that can basic that is an intersection of and your brand truth, your uh, consumer truth, and your product truth. And if you have that intersection, you are going to be able to to derive something that can make a big difference uh, in people's lives. Obviously, when you write a statement like that, it needs to be something that you can link back to your product because. Again, well, like I mentioned in the beginning, I think the biggest issue with, with actually developing a brand purpose is that it can be really far from what your product is actually meant to do, right? It can be about a topic that's completely not associated to whatever you're selling on a day-to-day basis. And then, and then you can come into trouble as a brand because how are you going to split your communication? Are you going to communicate about your, you know, your social mission or are you going to communicate about your product and your innovations. Uh, ideally, one piece of communication can do both, but that means these two need to be integrated and the linkage needs to be clear. I totally agree. I love that you mentioned it has to go back to your business. It has to go back to what you do. There is so much pressure, especially these days, to create and craft a brand purpose. And I could see some businesses trying so hard to the point that you don't believe it anymore because it's not authentic to what they do uh, as a company. It's not authentic to their roots. It's not authentic to their business. And every time I work on a project that has to do with brand purpose, I always tell my clients, it is important to remain authentic. It is important to, to stay true to your core, honor yeah. your truth, so to speak. I also really like that you said so you have to reflect. And for me, that is very important. You need to huddle and you need to reflect on really what you do as a business. Then it's much easier for you to think about the positive impact that you want to do for the world or for your customers, what kind of meaningful space you want to own in your customers' lives. And again, that goes back to staying true to what you really are as a business, right? So at the end of the day, I think we discussed it at the start of, of our conversation. People now are very critical. So they would know if it's fake or if it's something made up, people will see through the big BS, right? So that's something that Companies and businesses have to also be careful with because in their heads, they might be thinking, yes, I need a brand purpose to connect with my customers, but it could have a big backlash if your customers would see that it's it's not authentic or real or it's just packaged. So what about challenges, Lemya? What are the challenges that one can encounter when creating the brand purpose? There are a few challenges, actually. Like one of them is that you have a purpose, but it doesn't link to your product, right? I think that's one of the biggest challenges because you can find something everyone is very excited about to stand behind, or it could be like an actual real social issue, but it doesn't fit what you're selling or it doesn't fit your brand tone of voice, like what you were saying, which means that if you are going to start talking about the topic, then people are going to look at you like, Why? How do you have any legitimacy to speak about a topic this big or to speak about a topic that is maybe outside of your expertise? So I think those that's a real challenge. And it's difficult because you keep on you want to find a social issue that is 
meaningful enough and that has scale, but then it still needs to be something that is authentic and close to your brand. So I think here, I really think it's way more important to mean a lot to a few people than to mean very little to many people. And I think that's what a brand needs to be comfortable with, to decide on a social issue that is maybe not as big as the big ticket items, but maybe much closer to your brand and much closer to the product that you offer. And then it's authentic. And then people believe you and then people actually follow and support you. Because what you said, like there's nothing worse than actually having them feeling that a, that a company or brand is doing it actually just to do it or unauthentically or just to make money or, or highlighting issues, but they're not actually doing something about it. And I think that's also something that is that you see a lot of nowadays, like, and, and brands like that or brands that do that suffer because you can't anymore highlight an issue, make an ad, ad about it, and then have nothing to back up your plan to actually do something about it. It's actually how humans are with each other too, right? Like people will call you out uh, for, not, for not actually doing, doing something about issues that you raised yourself. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's exactly the same for brands. Totally agree. And look, there's nothing wrong. Say, for example, you're a makeup brand. You, you sell makeup. And all these years you've been talking about putting color transformation or whatever. You don't need to talk about deep women issues just because all of a sudden you think, oh, I need to have a brand purpose. It needs to be deep. It needs to be something very serious. Look, your brand purpose could be about, I don't know, self-expression of women, you know, liberating them, uh, transformation. It doesn't have to be so deep and something like, you know, I can change the world kind of purpose. Yes. Yeah, uh, but yeah. at the end of the day, it has to, again, be authentic to what you do as a business and what you are as a company. Uh, one thing as well I see as a challenge, just to build on what you said, the brand yeah. purpose, a lot of people just think that it's a marketing or an advertising asset that you can highlight just because everyone else is doing it, right? But your brand yeah. purpose should really be at the core of everything that you do as a business. And this could be a challenge for some companies that do not really understand and appreciate the importance of a brand purpose so it becomes a challenge to make sure that your brand purpose is seen felt and practiced in every aspect of your business I think if you fail to do that then you will have different and contradicting narratives within your company you know you cannot say that you champion women and you break society's norms when your company does not give equal pay and benefits as an employer yeah so I think that's very important and Yeah, you have to make sure that everything that you do as a brand, as a business, as a company is consistent with the purpose that you've set out. Yeah, Yeah, very well put. That's totally true. And that's why, actually, when we start thinking purpose, or even within my role, uh, I have to go beyond what I can mean socially. I need to be looking at my supply chain. I need to be looking at my packaging. I need to be looking at the ingredients I source. Actually, I need to look at the the people we hire, uh, the people that are source are raw ingredients. So it's 100% true. So it goes, it often starts with something that could be consumer facing, but very quickly, you're going to have to turn around and look into the shop 
and make sure everything that you touch within the value chain is actually thought through from the same philosophy. And the philosophy for Unilever is to really try not to harm or not to have negative ecological footprint. I love that. Okay, so what about your tips as we end the conversation for businesses especially that are thinking of crafting their brand purpose? I think really like stay very close to your brand and stay very true to the roots. Yeah, so stay true to the product. And if you are an old brand, let's say you're a brand that has been around for a long time, then you can be sure that there's a reason that people love you. And my number one tip would be go find out why they love you. And nobody can say it as well as your consumers themselves. And you got to trust on that. Then, uh, and just to give you an example, like I've worked on, like I said, many different brands. And one of the brands I worked on was one of our spreads brand back in the day. It's like kind of one of our first brands in Unity. We're called Blue Band. And it's kind of big in Southeast Asia. And as uh, I was like 25 and I was going around uh, houses in Indonesia, rural Indonesia, where women really loved using this product. And I've spent days with these women at home talking about their cooking and their baking and how they speak about a spread, which I, as a 25-year-old, you know, yeah, okay, yes, this is a big product for you, Lira, and I love the brand, and it's a great brand. They have language for brands that you yourself will not come up with because they're lovers, and they've been using that for many years. So I think... That's like one tip. So get to know your consumers and get deep. The other one is stay authentic. Yeah. And have a tone of voice and stick to it. So don't, if you're not a funny brand, don't try to be funny. <laughs> if you're a funny brand, yeah, then all of a sudden try to be super serious. Because again, it's like people actually appreciate authenticity and also consistency. Another tip is like, if you decide to actually invest in a specific social cause, then make that commitment for a couple of years. Because there's nothing worse than actually starting to address something serious, impacting people's lives, and then having people actually expect more of you, and then your budget is running out and you walk away. So try and do something. And if you do it, like try stick to it for a couple of years at least. And uh, like I said earlier, you don't have to be for everyone. It's better to, to have a positive impact on a few lives than have no to zero impact on many so I think those would be my, yeah, those would be my closing tips. And uh, yeah, I think for new brands, it's different. I think m- most of my tips are for old brands. For new brands, I think if you have the, the luxury to create from scratch, then make sure that everything you do from the brand name to the actual function to the, all of the ingredients to the packaging, to, that it's all rooted on this social cause that you want to stand behind. And as a new brand, you have a little little bit more luxury because you can actually create it from scratch and you don't have a history to deal with. (laughs) You don't have your uh, baggages. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just to build on your point on social corporate responsibility, I think a lot of businesses or brands right now confuse that their corporate social responsibility efforts are their brand purpose, especially now with the pandemic, with every company trying to help out. Some think that the humanitarian or social actions are a brand's purpose. 
yes, they could help yes. your brand purpose, but not necessarily are they your brand purpose. So again, just because you're helping out lessen the ecological footprints, that's yes. solely your brand purpose. It's just a way for you perhaps to realize or to take action on your brand purpose, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, and I think very important right now is that a lot of people have been talking about brand purpose, but I think it's also very important to act on it. (laughs) So from words to actions, just from having it on your ads to really acting on it, I think that's very important as well. And, And I think if you as a brand don't have the means or if you don't, because it, because it does cost money. If you don't have the means necessarily, you can always partner up with organizations. And I think that's something that we also do a lot because sometimes you can't get the skill by doing it yourself or it's not our core, it's not our core competency, right? Like we are mm-hmm. still a marketing company. Like uh, sometimes these programs are not our core competencies, things that, are, that we come up with, but it's not necessarily our expertise. So then partnering up with organizations that are experts can be a really, really big help. And often it's like a win-win scenario because for them as well, it's great to have brands interested and willing to support or even finance some of the programs that they are very eager eager to, to put all the resources behind. Yeah, that's a very good tip. Absolutely, yeah. Yes, great. So we have, yeah, we've covered a lot, but I think at the end of the day, we have said today's customer could easily differentiate marketing from reality. And if done right, an authentic brand purpose would not only help ensure customer loyalty, after your purpose comes really your profit. We've seen that with Nike. We've seen that with Apple. We've seen that with brands from Unilever. And for me, you know, at the end of the day, it's still what meaning you bring to your customers and having this meaningful space in people's lives. I think that's the power of a purpose-led brand. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great, Andrea. (laughs) Great. Thank you so much, Lamia. I really enjoyed our conversation. But yes, good luck with everything that you do. I know you're going to do great stuff for luck. So good luck with that. And yeah, we stay in touch. Have a good day in Singapore. Yep. Ciao. Thanks. Bye. Bye. If you enjoy listening to Brand Over Coffee Conversations, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Please do not forget to share your reviews and help spread the love on social media by tagging hashtag BrandOverCoffee. For questions, comments, and topic suggestions, you may reach me on Instagram at andreaa.ferry. Thank you for listening to Brand Over Coffee Conversations.